Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town. Our guests this week include, from Telluride, Colorado, Emily Scott Robinson, and from Missoula, Montana, the Little Smokies. I'm Helen Forrester. Right now, please help me welcome our host, Nick Forrester. Thank you, Ellen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. So glad you could be here. So glad we can do this again. This is just so fun. Yeah. We have some kind of Western-flavored uh, ingredients this week, and I'm not talking about barbecue and mesquite, uh, although we, our first musical guest is named after a smoked sausage product. Um, no, I'm just talking about people who have enjoyed and appreciated and engaged in the wide-open Western landscapes and uh, the Rocky Mountain West, and big open spaces, and the seasons that kind of confuse each other with snowstorms in May and t-shirt weather in February, and the kind of freedom and the kind of liberation that comes out West. That's all coursing through the veins and the creativity of our guests this week. Emily Scott Robinson, uh, who's coming up later on, she's a North Carolina native who moved to Telluride, I think 10 or 12 years ago, and got her first real break in Texas, playing at the Kerrville Folk Festival, and has gone on from there to do all kinds of cool things. And uh, of course, our, our first musical guests really are a band that got started in Missoula. Um, they have really done well. They were here, I think, about three years ago, right before the pandemic, and uh, even though everything's shut down, they seem to be continuing to just sort of grow in their reputation and their success, which is cool. And, you know, bluegrass music in general, I think, especially a certain style of bluegrass that has captured the attention and the energies of a whole lot of young people with good reason. You know, the music is good, the playing is good, the singing is good. In some cases, the songwriting is good. <laughs> that is, in fact, the case with our guests this week. It's not universal, but they're, they're good at all those things. And they're really nice guys. We're happy to have them. Please welcome back to E-Town, Little Smokies.
Let's go down, talking fates The roll starts to turn And the silence sedates If all our dreams create Then sometimes it's probably good to stay awake Sit with you to have her but she held me for a little while under the doorway to the churches and the end of the line a paper cup of all I wanted held for somebody else wasn't lost or just forgotten well can I forgive myself Never knew I would crumble Leaving pieces on the ground Leaving room for what I found On the canyon wall If all we are is what we were I'd do it over again But I'll never forget and I believe When she said it gets better than what we've been 
I never knew you were older than the trees, older than the streams, older than echoes in the park. And I fell to the bottom at the borderline when you told me if you love me, you can leave me behind. It's so hard to risk another. These days I've been drifting alone. And if you cover your neck, the sun will burn your brow. If I could listen, maybe I would remember how to turn it around. I never knew you were older than the trees, older than the streams, older than echoes in the park. And I fell to the bottom at the borderline when you told me, if you love me, you can leave me behind. Smokey's back at E-Town. Andy Dunnigan. Good to see you again. You guys are sounding good. Hey, thanks. Some changes since the last time? Yes, some remodeling, as mm. I like to call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how many years is it now that Little Smokey's have been around? Um, I think 16 years. 16 years. Wow. Yes. So I know we were, uh, we were teaching a class in Salt Lake City, and someone asked how long I'd been in the band, and I had to pause, and I said... 15 years, then I had kind of an existential crisis. It was, I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. What advice would you give uh, the band of 15 years ago, knowing what you know now? Wow. Uh, like, partying is fine, but, partying. <laughs> but don't do it all the time. Be careful with the banjo players you pick. Yeah. <laughs> is this like the drummer in Spinal Tap or something? What's the deal? <laughs> we go through them, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just acknowledge that Sam Armstrong Zikafus is the banjo player right now. He's a solid, solid dude. He's a good guy. I got a good feeling about this guy. Yeah, he's, 
He's two weeks into the job, and so, yeah. <laughs> yeah the jury's still I guess out. I have to say that. Yeah, yeah. you have to say yeah. that for a little while yeah. longer. Yeah. yeah, be nice. Be nice. Um, but things have changed a lot. You're playing to bigger and bigger crowds. You are stepping into this sort of um, position that's uh, important. You know, it's funny because we find ourselves now at a moment where this kind of music is attracting a lot of attention and contemporary bluegrass music that's thoughtful and song-driven and good playing, good singing. Yeah. There's not a ton of it. And we can't help but notice the doors that have been opened by Billy Strings and his band because they're playing stadiums now practically, right? Literally, yeah. 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 Every now and then there are these few moments like when uh, the Bonnie and Clyde movie happened or when the Beverly Hillbillies happened or when Deliverance happened. There's these moments where people think, oh, the banjo is actually cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the time, not so much. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but we're in one of those moments now, and you guys are a part of that, it seems. Yeah, you can kind of just feel the whole dynamic and attention. Like you said, you kind of summed it up, like the banjo is cool again. But I remember that feeling in high school when the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou movie came yeah, out, totally. and uh, people are listening to The Offspring and, and, and you know, Eminem, and I had the deliverance album in my my room so yeah, yeah there's certain that sounds sad it's so, it was so sad <laughs> yeah do you make your dad nervous at all i definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I still do yeah um well i noticed that you guys are pretty you're headlining rocky grass this coming summer which is a big uh Very cool. Yeah. And people are sort of following you around. Like, you have to probably change your set list more often than you used to because people are coming to your shows more than one at we a time. We have to change our set list like we have to change our underwear. Every, you know, it's, it's true. We really do. At least once yeah. a week. Yeah, there's yeah. people that come. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, we, we, we are, uh, we're riding more and we're getting, yeah, a following that, that comes. And it's nice to mix it up for us and for the fans, too. Well, it's a whole new set of connection. It's a whole new set of opportunities, and um, it keeps you honest. You know, it, it really does. When, when people show up wanting to have something real happen for them in real time, it's only going to happen if you on stage are having an experience. Yeah. And that's only going to happen if you get along with each other, communicate with each other, have songs, keep it fresh. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm just excited for you that this evolution continues and that people are, are catching on. It's great to see the full house here, this, this show. And, you know, I've heard from other people. I talked to somebody a couple days ago, and I said, oh, where are they? He said, oh, they're at the Little Smoky Show. What are they doing tomorrow? Oh, they're at the Little Smoky Show. Yeah. Oh, you know, they're playing E-Town. And they said, oh, yeah, they're going to be there too. Yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. no, we're just, so we're so grateful for the community and, and for Colorado. Like, when we... When we first started touring, we felt instantaneously at home here and because of all y'all and people like you that really lift us up and support us. Yeah. So, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we're so glad you're here. Welcome back, if you would, to Little Smokies.
call them Miss Marie. A painter without brushes, she instead uses a body. Well, and she moves with grace and ease. It had been a while since she had felt her heartbeat. Our lure alive, forever fond of its tasting. I guess this never deterred me. Cause for a while you'll be dancing, just me and Miss Marie. We spun each other around and around, round, round, and high above the clouds. Never to be found I swim inside blue eyes And almost drown Spin each other round Round and round Tragedy, a heart in tarnished memory. From a time when I loved something so much more than I loved me, I spun myself around and around, round, round, high above the clouds, never to be found. Swim inside blue eyes and almost drown in each other round, round and around.
Lil Smokies. Andy Dunnigan on the dobro and the vocals. Matthew Rieger. Rev on guitar and vocals. Jake Simpson on the fiddles. John Luke Davis on the upright bass. And Sam Armstrong Zickers on the banjo. Go play some more music later on in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. By the way, as a reminder for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest video offerings. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, you are listening to E-Town. Jean-Luc, thank you for that little bass interlude. We've got um, more music coming up from the Little Smokies later on, and Emily Scott Robinson is here. She'll be out in a little bit. Um, right now, I want to tell you about our next guest, but before I do, I want to mention that all of us, if we travel especially to cities, we see the same thing, which is that there are lots of people unhoused, living on the streets. I think there are something, roughly 600,000 people unhoused in the U.S. And it's a deep, challenging issue. I know it's easy to, to point fingers and to imagine that this is something that's uh, unsightly or unattractive or whatever, but it's a subset. It's a result. It's a byproduct of a lot of decisions that have been made uh, over the years. And it's a tough thing to deal with. A lot of the people in the streets are young, too. Um, our next guest is looking at that issue very closely, deals with it every day. She's the CEO of an organization called Urban Peak, and they're focused especially on young, unhoused people between the ages of 15 and 24 in the Denver metro area. It's something that is uh, a challenge, and we're just glad that there are people who are trying to do their best on behalf of our fellow citizens. Uh, please welcome to E-Town, if you would, Christina Carlson, CEO of Urban Peak. So, Christina, in the course of a young person's life, is there a moment typically or an age perhaps where some intervention or some uh, engagement might actually really make a difference and, and keep some of these young people off the street? Boy, that's a big question. Let's <laughs> see what I can do with that. You know, knowing when they're 12, it's like, ooh, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be homeless. Like, that's the game. And when we think about folks that we see on the streets... And people say, oh, well, they won't engage in systems, they won't get help, all of that is, I think, a really important reframe is that these are folks whose systems have failed them their whole lives. And so why should they engage in systems that have failed them? And I think that reframe is really important. So it's a trust issue. Yeah. So it's about... Um, and trauma. It's trust, trust and, and trauma. trauma. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And um, for people experiencing homelessness or the unhoused or whatever language we want to use, it's a really complicated uh, issue 
because humans are really complicated Mm -hmm. and that it doesn't mean it's, we can't solve it. It doesn't mean we can't make that change. Like at the end of the day, I'm well sarcastic. I am a Pollyanna and I know that we can solve this challenge. We just have to decide to do it one person at a time. Yeah. We tried something a couple years ago that I think was a success, even though it was tough, which was a uh, music program with uh, a group of formerly homeless young people between the ages of 18 and 22. These were folks who had been on the street, recently found Mm -hmm. housing. Um, When I did get to work with these folks and help them translate their stories into songs, you're exactly right. There was almost always some family trauma, some judgment. Yeah but it didn't keep them from having great stories to tell and great poetry and passion. But it was, it was interesting to try and not know whether we're making a difference, and I'm sure yeah. you experienced that. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, you asked me a question around root causes, and I think for youth, there are some trends that we see, and first is really around family instability. That's just another term for poverty. And then foster care youth, One out of three foster care youth become homeless on the day they turn 18, and two out of three in nine months. And then LGBTQ youth make up about another 35% nationally of youth who are experiencing homelessness. And so it's not just one moment. You never know what the impact is going to be, and you never know. Yeah. So so compassion is a huge part. Trust is a huge part. Uh, Another thing that I'm sure you're dealing with is... Uh, different kind of drugs these days. Yeah. And uh, as I understand it, there was a homeless young person who died um, right outside your facility in Denver a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Uh, fentanyl is no joke. Um, Fentanyl and the lack of access to appropriate substance misuse treatment and appropriate mental health services is devastating. And until we are really ready to invest and think creatively and break a system apart that is failing the most vulnerable among us, we will just continue to see it. And, you know, one of the things I'm really proud about what we do at Urban Peak, and I I often say that we are the merry band of misfits. If I was in a band, I might name it that, because I was like, you know. But if um, we believe that it is not our job to save these young people's lives. It is our job to be partners with them and to be support systems to Mm -hmm. them. And they deserve so much better than what they're getting. Speaking of deserving and getting so much better, I understand you're starting a new facility. Yeah, mothership. It's a campus. It's a campus. Mothership, 130 beds or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah. Because housing, uh, housing is a huge, huge yes. step for yes. any kind of intervention, right? Yeah. So the mothership is this really comprehensive campus that's going to have shelter. It's going to have what we call neighborhoods, which are very much like college suites. So shared living and dining, shared community space. There's a case manager office. I joke that it's the RA's office. <laughs> And that we can have those neighborhoods by affinity groups. So Mm -hmm. we can have pregnant parenting youth in a neighborhood. We can have youth with really significant intellectual developmental delays. And we can have a recovery neighborhood. And then all of our support services will be on site. So education, employment, workforce development, a medical clinic, clinicians, case management. And it's this really innovative, crazy thing where we can wrap young people in services and in community that 
I think probably many of us in this room had and that we can provide it. Yeah. And nobody's doing anything like that in the country. And we're really the first. And it's really exciting. That's exciting. Um, if people want to learn more about what you're up to, urbanpeak.org, um, right? Yep. And I think in the spirit of uh, John Prine's song, Hello in There, and other songs, that there is an opportunity for us to reframe how we see yes. unhoused people, homeless people of any age. Yeah. And uh, to your point, remember that they're people. People often say, like, well, what can I do if you see that person on a street corner? Do you give them water? Do you give them a granola bar? Do you give them money? And there is no perfect answer. I think you do what right is right for you. But what I would say to you and everyone else is, like, don't look away. You know, you don't have to give money. You don't have to give granola bars or whatever it is. But if we don't look at folks and we look away, they become invisible. And there is so much pain and darkness and in the invisibility. So don't look away. Cool. Thank so. you. Thank you for Thanks, having Christina. me. Thanks, Christina. Thank you so much. That's Christina Carlson, who's the CEO of Urban Peak down in Denver. Um, as I mentioned, the Little Smokies will be back later on to play. Right now, I'm going to tell you about Emily Scott Robinson. As I mentioned, she's from North Carolina. Um, she played clarinet for a long time when she was little, classically trained. She hasn't touched it in years, apparently. Um, she started writing songs and performing when she was in college. That She moved out west. And um, she won some recognition at the Kerrville Folk Festival. She won the Telluride uh, Bluegrass Festival's Troubadour Contest and just kept on going, writing, playing, recording. Her latest project is tied to the three witches of Macbeth. And um, some spooky stuff will ensue, as you'll find out. Right now, though, would you please help me welcome to E-Town for her first visit, Emily Scott Robinson. Thank you all so much. It's so wonderful to be here. Woo. This song is called The Time for Flowers. Despair will win 
the time for flowers will come again. Cause I have witnessed funerals and wars, worried mothers, empty shells and empty stores. The storms will rage and the winds will Stronger than you know And the time for flowers Will come again Maybe in one year Maybe in ten There are days Despair will win But the time for flowers Will come again When I woke up this morning, something deep had shifted. The sun was coming out, and the clouds had finally lifted. It's time to fix what's broken, all the willing and the able. And when our honest work is done, we'll gather at this table. We'll hold each other's babies and pour each other's wine. Promise to remember that your fate's bound up in mine. The skies are clear now, the moon is new. Let's raise a glass, my friends, we'll make it through. And the time for flowers will come again. Maybe in one year, maybe in ten There are days despair will win But the time for flowers will come again The time for flowers will come again Thank you so much. Emily Scott Robinson. <laughs> I love you, <laughs> You cry in your own songs. I do sometimes. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Nick, I just have to tell you that the first place I ever heard E-Town was where I was living in the mountains of North Carolina. Um, and you all were syndicated on my local radio station. WNCW in mm -hmm. Spindale. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, I had never really been to Colorado, and I didn't really know what E-Town was. And I was driving through the mountains, and this amazing radio show came on. And uh, I thought, wow. What is it like? What would it be like to be on that one day? That's crazy. I wasn't even a professional musician at the time. <laughs> well, you have to be careful what you wish for. It's true, apparently. <laughs> Thank um, you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, about this trajectory you've been on, because as I understand it, you came to songwriting and singing kind of later, like in college or around then. And am I right that Nancy Griffith and 
Dar Williams, people like that were inspiring to you? Yeah, huge inspirations to me. I grew up listening to Dar Williams and Ani DeFranco and mm-hmm. um, in the country world, Nancy Griffith, Mary Chapin Carpenter, uh, James Taylor, John Prine, all those great I've songwriters. I've heard of them, yeah. <laughs> You know, just the, I think what I was most drawn to were the storytellers. Yeah. Yeah. And so isn't it interesting that now John Prine's label, um, Oh Boy Records, was the one that actually reached out to you and said, hey, we, we want to talk to you. I mean, that must be a, another huge badge of honor because John Prine's the top of the pile in terms of storytelling songwriters, and he was the best. He was the best, yeah. and uh, it's, a huge, it's a huge honor for me. Um, John founded that label in 1981. Yeah, Albanetta. <laughs> yeah. You had to just mail a check or a money order to the office in Nashville, and they'd mail you back a vinyl or a cassette tape or a CD. Um, and he founded it with this ethos of being a, a bit of a rebel to the music industry. Totally. He was, he's the original grassroots artist, right? Um, so supported by his fans. And he did the thing, and they're still doing the thing, and his amazing family yeah. runs the label, and I feel so lucky. Yeah. Well, then that leads me to my next question, which is you've recently made a record inspired by the three witches of Macbeth. And I'm just trying to figure out the connection between John Prine's songwriting and Shakespeare's three witches. And um, maybe you could help me make that leap. I will. I will. (laughs) Um, The first thing to know, actually, that is very cool is John Prine was all about weird ideas and um, kind of always said yes to anything weird and the label still does that so I brought them this idea and so they said yes oh my god absolutely this is such a cool idea Um, and so okay this project was actually born in Telluride they do Shakespeare in the Park every summer right and um, my partner Colin uh, was directing the show and what we wanted to do was bring in the magic of women and to rewrite and heal the history of the ways in which women healers and women wisdom keepers were um, punished, sidelined, criminalized, and murdered all through history as witches. And so we wanted to recast those witches. And so I wrote these original songs and we had three witches and then we kept adding witches. We had a fiddle witch and a guitar witch, and it was just a whole gaggle of witches. It was so much fun. I was Hecate, the mother witch, and... Um, that's a weird idea. I can see how, <laughs> how the label would say, yeah, that's a weird idea. Yeah, and, they loved it. Yeah. And so I wrote the songs, and it's like a little mini song cycle. It, yeah. it sort of tells the story of Macbeth through the witches, and uh, all the songs are in three-part harmony. Well, listen, we're going to play one of these songs, aren't we? Yes. It's, um, it's spooky, it's spooky. It has, a, it has a little overtone of Stevie Nicks kind of floating through it a tiny little bit. I appreciate that compliment. Good. Thank you. Good. <laughs> well, listen, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm excited about all your projects. You know, it's really a joy to hear you sing and play. So Thanks so much, Nick. Let's get back to music. Welcome back. Emily right. Scott Robinson.
Scott Robinson. She had the E-tones too. 
Kevin Johnson, Kevin Matthews, Adam Bodine, Helen Forster singing harmony. Latest EP is called Built on Bones. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KDTR Trail 103.3 in Missoula, Montana, on WMFE in Orlando, Florida, and on KOTO, Koto in Telluride, Colorado. As always, if you want some more info about any of the things we're up to here at E-Town, there's lots of stuff online. I want to just remind you all that you can see the videos of these shows on our YouTube channel. You can get all that stuff uh, is available. As I said at the top, we've got a sort of Western flavor, free reeling vibe of this week. And that continues right now with a bunch of musicians who are persevering, staying on the road, making music, writing songs. It is not easy to do that. And so we're always happy when a band like these guys can pull it off. Please welcome back to E-Town, Lil Smokies. Go! 
better point of view Get to the bottom of it all Can't see the end of the tunnel And I wish us well
tell me it's a garden, but I say it's a zoo. And I tell myself I'm just passing through. Dreaming of the days when our eyes were blue. And every word we sang was true. I'm staring at a Afraid of losing sight, I'm hoping you remember what we got right. But the quiet never lies. Quiet never lies, never lies, never lies. on the banjo, John Luke Davis on the bass, Jake Simpson on the fiddle, and Matthew the Rev Rieger on the guitar and vocals, Andy Dunnigan on the dobro and the lead vocals. We got time for one more song. I want to get everybody out here and we're going to do one last number together. I want to thank all our guests. Um, of course, thanks to Christina Carlson from Urban Peak for coming out and talking about the great work she's doing in Denver for the homeless population. So much, Christina, for being a part of the show. Thanks to Emily Scott Robinson. Thanks to our house band, the E-Tones, and Helen Forster. Thanks to the Little Smokies. It's it's always uh, a treat to figure out what song to play, and uh, we've chosen a good one. Thank you, Tom Petty. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town.
it could crush, crush this town and I can't hold out forever even walls fall down thank you guys thank you Nick This is a production of E-Town. Okay, folks, there you have it. Emily Scott Robinson, the Little Smokies. Thanks to Christina for her talk about homelessness. One more episode of E-Town is behind us. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.